0: And if you need to, like, really focus on being able to laugh and just the therapy of laughter, and then find stuff that's just gonna fill your heart and make you laugh, and yes. that's so—it's so needed and necessary to make it personal. I think. Yeah. Um,
1: Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa. And around here, we know that life is hard and we got to do everything we can to just make it a little bit more lovely. So it's my mission to bring you great conversations, practical tools and information, and a healthy dose of community to help make those things happen. If you want to find out more, you can go to our website at cultivatingthelovely.com, visit our amazing membership community at patreon.com cultivatingthelovely, or by connecting with me on Instagram, which is one of my favorite places to interact with all of you. You can find me at Mackenzie Coppa. Thanks so much for joining me today. All right, ladies, I've got Shell back on with me this week. We recorded a really fun episode. We were both kind of tired, but we recorded this episode all about our reading lives and our favorite books from last year and the ones we're most looking forward to this year. It was super fun. In fact, it was so fun that we talked for so long that we are dividing this episode into two weeks. So you're going to get like the first half of it today, and then we're going to finish it out next week where we're talking about the books we're most looking forward to in 2020s. So that is what is coming. And we're also doing a giveaway of a Jane Austen book, and it's going to be super fun. We're going to throw a few other little things into it. And so you can be looking for that giveaway on my Instagram at Mackenzie Coppa. You should also just go ahead and follow Shell at Shell Bruises on Instagram because she's got the most beautiful feed. Mine's a little mismatched, but hers is amazing and she's always got profound and lovely things to say so be sure that you are following her over there and following me on instagram just because i'm weird and i have fun over there and i like to chat with you guys there so that's a great place to find me and if you want to really get in on the inner circle of cultivating the lovely and work on your goals this year we're really actually talking a lot about i mean sure goals but also like waking up to life again in 2020 and kind of not numbing out from all of the chaos of everyday life whether you have dealt with something really big and hard or it's just like mundane motherhood that you've been kind of you know swallowed up by we're talking this year about liking our lives again and what we can do to be awake to them and be present and enjoy them and have fun and it's going to be a really good year. We've been talking about it on the morning shows this week. So over in Patreon, I do a daily morning show and they've just been like a really great way to connect with the other ladies and and talk about what we're hoping to not only accomplish, but hoping to wake ourselves back up to in 2020. And so if you would like to be a part of that, you can be a part of those morning shows for just $3 a month, which is like nothing. But then we also have early access to podcast episodes at different levels and we have little mini casts that we release and we have cultivating groups and all these different things that you can get involved with if you come over to Patreon. So you can find us at patreon.com cultivatingthelovely. We would love to have you there. But first of all, let's get on with this episode all about books. All right, you guys, it's the book episode. We've been trying to record this for two days now. We're both a little delirious, tired. Shel's had like sick kids and I've had very little sleep and we just said, who cares? We're going for it anyway. So That's right. We love that- books. <laughs> we, do, we do like them, so it, it might be a kind of goofy episode, but I'm excited because I know we have a lot of different books to cover. We're going to talk about our favorite reads from 2019 and what we're looking forward to this year, mm-hmm. so it's going to be fun. Yes. Right. <laughs> but the first thing that Shell and I both feel very passionately about that we want to talk about is mm-hmm. good
0: reads. Yes, and how it can revolutionize your reading habit.
1: <laughs> yes. I I guess I have been doing the reading challenge for four years. Twenty twenty one year doing it. I haven't always yeah. met my goal. Sometimes I've changed my goal so that I can make sure I meet it. Um, <laughs> I <love that. laughs> I'm all about making it seem like I actually <laughs> did what I wanted to do. Um uh-huh. but but I I know why I love good reads, but I want to hear why you love Goodreads, Joe.
0: Okay, I think this is my, I think I'm starting my third year of the reading challenge. Okay. And I love Goodreads. I love to see what people are reading. I love, love seeing what other people are reading. Yeah, I love that fun. it keeps track of what I'm reading. I love um, looking back over the year and how it like shows you, look at what you read. Yes. Um, I set my goal this last year, like way higher than I thought I would ever be able to do. But then thanks to good old audio books, I somehow yep. steamed in like with, <laughs> and counting books I read to my kids. But yeah, so I guess somehow that was like a magic number that I'm going to shoot for again this year. But like, there are some years where I wasn't reading much. I think all I was reading was what I read to my kids because we homeschool. And, um, so if you're in that place, mama, like right now, it's no, don't worry about that. Like no pressure. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: well, and that's what I love about the, the challenge is you get to set your own goal. Right. I said, you can totally change it at the end of the year. I love that you can change it. I didn't know you could do that. Yes. <laughs> if you get to December 31st and you have only read two out of your 36 books, you could right. change the goal to two books and all of a sudden it says, 100% you completed the reading <laughs> challenge. I love
0: that. That is such Me a good too. tip on Goodreads. Yeah. <laughs> uh.
1: I think one of the reasons we both love it is because you can
0: see your real progress. Yes. That is amazing to be able to see what, yeah. And oh, and to be able to chart your progress because it just feels so good to go on there and add like whatever percentage page number you're on and see like, look, I've done something.
1: Yes. (laughs) So that is
0: rewarding. Yeah. And I think
1: especially for moms, because there is very little in mom life that has Mm -hmm. like tangible evidence that you've got anything done right and it's always undone like you can do all the dishes and 5 minutes later there's more dishes there's always so more true. Laundry. there's you know but when you've made progress in a book no one can ever take that away from me that is it's right
0: yes. <laughs> it's amazing empowering feeling yes. <laughs> see that update progress see that yes. going up <laughs> yeah that I little sticker that in that, and that mm-hmm. little
1: line and you feel like look at mm-hmm. i have accomplished something and whether that's like within a certain book or even towards your overall book goal. Like, even when I know, like, okay, I just clicked, I've read another book. Yeah. I know it's gone and like updated on my reading list, but I still go and look at my reading challenge, like, yep, look at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> Me too. It.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you love are out there and you're on Goodreads and we don't follow you, we would yes. love to do that. I would love to follow everybody because it's so fun to see what everyone's reading and yeah. see their progress and like their progress. <laughs> yes. You're
1: good <laughs> about that. You're so good about that. I'm not <laughs> so good about that. Well, I know that if people are looking for us and we will have these links in the show notes, but you can find me at goodreads.com slash Mackenzie Coppa. So Perfect. really yeah. easy. And yeah. where do we find you, Shell?
0: I don't know how to find me.
1: <laughs> oh, you
0: that's Where a good question. question. Let's
1: see what your name is. I'm Where looking. do you find her? Oh, we need to change this. Okay, <sighs> we're going we're gonna to work on this, but we will have a link to Shell's, but we're going to give you a we'll find URL it. by the time this show comes out. I promise. It'll yeah. be like, you know, goodreads.com shellbruises Shell Bruises. We're going to work
0: Probably on it. That. Probably that's what it is. I don't know why it's not showing it's up. It's not.
1: But. I see it right now, and it's some ridiculous thing with a bunch of numbers. Okay. So then we won't go gonna with that. Fix it. We're going <laughs> to. Okay. Fix it. Sounds good. Okay. So we love Goodreads because mm-hmm. it shows your progress. You were talking mm-hmm. about being able to see all your books. Yes. Which is yeah. so fun. I, that's like right. one of my, I live for that at the end of the year. <laughs> Right. <laughs> like I wait for days like when's it coming out? I want to be able to see because it shows you really fun things kind of like statistics about your year. Right. So it's yeah. like how many pages you read, how many books you read, what was the shortest book, the longest book, the mm-hmm. most popular and the least popular and your average rating of books and what book you read that was the highest rated on Goodreads and and it gives you like this really fun little like image that shows the covers of all of the mm-hmm. books that you read. And it's just gratifying and it's fun because a lot of times, I'm assuming you're the same way, but I go back and I look at that and I'm like, I forgot that I read
0: these things this Oh year. yeah, totally. Yeah. I know. Me too. Yep.
1: Yeah. It's super fun to it have is. like that reminder to kind of jog your memory. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And so a lot of what I'm going to talk about today is based on that. And you can go look at other people's, if they did a reading challenge, you can go to their right. Goodreads profile and see their year in review. Like Right now, I am looking at Shell's 2019 in books. So, oh, wow. fun.
0: it's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, yeah. I love that we can see each other's, and yeah. you can see the past years as well, right? I think? Yes. Not. Yes, okay. it yeah. says, see previous year, see next year.
1: That's and really that was fun. the other thing that we wanted to talk about, is every year looks different.
0: Yep, every year it does look different. Yeah.
1: And so just like on our New Year's episode where Shell and I give very different like perspectives and ways Mm -hmm. of doing things, like Shell's reading year looked very different from my reading year, Mm -hmm. but it also looks different for us from year to year for ourselves. Right. Yes. Some years are more heavy reading or some years are like my last year where there was a lot of ridiculous fiction. So that, because
0: that's a concern you have going into this episode. Right. Oh, yeah. Like I feel a tiny bit embarrassed to share like my books this year. Cause this is not a typical book year for me, I don't think. Um, just because I've read so much that has been almost just more therapeutic for my soul yes. and not like not enough lighthearted, like make me laugh reads, but um it's just kind of where I where I need to be this year. And so I love that we have we're coming from different, you know, we've read different things this year and that is yeah. something that's so fun and I yeah. Yeah. I love the contrast, though.
1: So. Yes, such a contrast. We did have some books that were the same that we did. Yeah, we did. Just
0: mm-hmm.
1: fun. Or things that I'd read previous years and you read this year. And so that's fun.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, I love that. Comparing yeah. the notes on all those things that we've, the books we've read this that are the same are books now that I'm reading that you read this last year that I yes. haven't finished yet that you've yes. to me. I or ones have- that. You
1: finished that I still need to finish. There's a lot of those. Like, uh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's fun. Like, I think that we're giving people a really balanced perspective on reading in this episode because we do come from like different places in our lives right now and had different Mm -hmm. reading needs and that's okay. So Mm -hmm. I was saying like, don't feel pressure. You can set whatever little reading goals you want to
0: and you can read whatever it is that's speaking to you. Yeah, and and if you need to like really focus on being able to laugh and just the therapy of laughter and then find stuff that's just going to fill your heart and make you laugh and yes. that's so, it's so needed and necessary to make it personal, I think, yeah, um, totally. what you're reading.
1: <laughs> okay, so now we're going to jump in with kind of like our book awards, <laughs> I guess, and okay. these are our favorites from the year. is there something interfering with your happiness or that is preventing you from achieving your goals? I know personally, for me, so much has happened over the past two and a half years, and especially this past fall, that I just kind of shut down to a lot of things going on. It was just like all I could do to cope from day to day. And I know the thing that has made the biggest difference for me is counseling. Just having that person to be able to bounce things off of and help me to work through things has really made a huge difference huge difference. And BetterHelp is a great way to access a counselor on your time and in a way that works best for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counseling network, which may not be locally available in many areas. And the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime said this counselor absorbed what this client shared and turned it into actionable advice and thought-provoking ideas. That's pretty powerful. So visit betterhelp.com lovely, that's better H-E-L-P, and join over 700,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And as a Cultivating the Lovely listener, you even get a special offer of 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com lovely. So we're gonna start out with a topic that is probably gonna be harder for Shell to answer, but it's our favorite fiction
0: from the year. Do you want to go first? Uh, do you want me to go first? Yeah, you can. Yeah, I'll go first. Um, yeah, so I definitely didn't read as much fiction this year, but the fiction that I read was so good. And okay, so my very favorite um, read fiction, and I think a lot of us have read. It's not a new book, but it's called *The Language of Flowers*. And it's by Vanessa Diffenbaugh.
1: Um, okay, yeah. I and remember
0: you talking about this. Yeah. It is the most just gorgeous story. Um, so it's based on... Um, it was heartbreaking and beautiful all at the same time redemptive and redemptive. And it's about uh, a girl named Victoria who grows up in the foster care system. And um, she uses her knowledge and love of flowers and the meaning behind them. So um, it's set modern day times, but so the Victorian, the language of flowers, for an example, it's like each flower has a meaning behind it. So Mm -hmm. daffodils, um, daffodils mean new beginnings, which I just love that. But um, anyhow, so the story is just, it's just exquisite. Such a beautiful story. It made me cry a lot (laughs) and I couldn't put it down. It was like, definitely I just had to keep reading it was so addictive um but yeah some of the things um or the endorsements in here I just thought were really sweet um one thing says the language of flowers is a primer for the language of love Vanessa oh. diffenbach deftly gathers themes of maternal love forgiveness and redemption into an unforgettable literary bouquet so Ooh, oh and beautiful. then she says book clubs will swoon um, which oh. ugh, this book totally made me swoon um, and I love flowers, but the story yeah. is just like, this is one of the most beautiful stories I've ever read. And Aww. I guess this was the author's debut novel. Wow. Um, yeah. But, and she's a foster mom. So, Aww. and she loves flowers. So, I mean, all of those things coming together in the story are, it's a New York yeah. Times bestseller. Anyway, yeah. it was my favorite fiction of the year.
1: Awesome. That sounds so yeah. good. Yeah. See, I don't know that I would be in a place to read because it sounds like hard and heavy but good and I've avoided a lot of that this year and so
0: yeah and I I wouldn't recommend it to you at this point yeah 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 Yeah. (laughs) I loved it but yeah not not for you yeah (laughs) did you have any others or is
1: that just like top your list
0: oh so I have a couple others yeah the Liter Literary Potato Peel Pie Society which I can't say um I love that one. That yes. was a reread this year. So good.
1: so good. Yeah. Um, I read it last then, year right before
0: the movie came out. And I love the movie too. Yeah. So good. Um, yeah. and then my third one that I had on here was Becoming Mrs. Lewis, which is like historical fiction about the wife of well, the story Lewis. of yeah. C. S. Lewis's wife. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I have their love on story. My
0: list.
1: Yeah, yeah. I have I actually have the Kindle book. I just need to read it. So. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. So those Not are my really top good. fictions. Okay. My top fiction are much less... I don't know. I don't even need to... I'm say so that.
0: excited they to just what they are. Okay. Uh, no, you don't need to say that.
1: No. Nope. You no. Know, okay. But you guys, I'm going to preface this with remember that I am single, and sometimes kind of lonely. Yes. So there, yes. I, I read a bit of romance this year and... So it just. And that's exactly what you needed. It was
0: therapeutic and needed. (laughs)
1: And these books were not Christian. I'm just going to say that. So that's okay. They were, most of them came recommended from Ann Bogle, Modern Mrs. Darcy, like on her reading list. And I had seen, yes, I had seen her talk about (laughs) the London Celebrities series quite a few times. So I decided to pick up the first one because it was on sale. I was like, I'm just going to give it a try. And it's all Mm -hmm. set in the West End in London, you know, like in the theater scene, which is right up my alley. And so it was so fun to like follow the lives of all of these different like actors and producers and directors. And each book is about a different couple, but they all are somehow connected to each other, you know, so they're not completely disjointed stories like previous characters always come up in the other books and I really love those series yeah so I Mm -hmm. have really enjoyed the London Celebrity Series by Lucy Parker there's a new one coming out this month I'm very excited I'm like good yay yeah so I'm really excited about that and then so the other series that I really enjoyed reading this year was the Winston Brothers, and it's the same kind of thing where each story follows a different brother in this little Uh town that they live in, in Tennessee, I think. And- there there's like a biker gang and like all these like crazy things that happen. but it's like the love story of each of the brothers and how they were oh, all unlikely to end up you know getting together but like there's this one movie star who comes to town and falls in love with one of the brothers and you know it's like really unlikely stuff but the fbi Cute. gets involved at one point you know it's just <laughs> it's it's they're just so ridiculous but really fun love stories love it So yeah I enjoyed those, but then the other one that I read this year that I have loved the show is Outlander. Oh, so that I didn't
0: realize there's a book or books. Oh, or...
1: yes. Numerous books. Oh, it was all based okay. on the books. Yeah. Okay. And so that was really interesting because when I say I know the show, I know. Mm-hmm. Show. So it was really interesting to go back and read the book afterward because usually I read books before I see movies or shows or whatever and so doing this the opposite way and you know I generally feel like the movies are never as good as the book yeah I think the only book I could ever say that I truly enjoyed the movie more than the book was Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood
0: oh yeah (laughs) so
1: that was many many moons ago Uh okay I when I was reading the book, I was really impressed how much of the book they stuck to and truly covered in the show. And I realized it's because it's wow. not a movie, it's because it's a series. And right. So they have 13 hours or whatever to cover mm-hmm. long novels instead of two hours, you know? Right. So yeah. they could really go into a lot more detail and cover a lot more ground. Uh-huh. And so there were certain things that were changed, but most of the time I felt like it. the changes that they made for the shows, like still honored the book and stayed true to it. I know there are probably a lot of people out there who don't agree to agree with me, but I uh-huh. felt like it did. And there were some pretty deep, um, like spiritual Things in it. Like at one point, mm-hmm. they go and they stay in a monastery while mm-hmm. Jamie is like recovering and different things. And so Claire talks a lot with the monks that are there. And mm-hmm. it was like some pretty profound spiritual quotes and whatnot that I actually pulled mm-hmm. out from it that I thought were really thought provoking. And so, yeah, it was fun. I don't, I have like the next three or four books in the series. I haven't picked them up yet because it's a, it's a commitment.
0: Yeah. <laughs> long. Yeah.
1: How many are there then? I think there are currently six. Oh, wow. Okay. And then I think she now has started writing more because okay. they, they're like 20 years old, but now yeah. with the show and how it keeps getting continued on for future seasons, I think she's trying to write more and add to it.
0: So I okay. Could so wrong since I, I'm a total newbie to, to Outlander. Would you recommend reading the books first or the show or both at the same time? <laughs> or what, what, what's uh, your recommendation?
1: <laughs> that's really hard.
0: I mean, I
1: love the show. I don't know if I'd recommend the show to you, though. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> but I, I love the show. I love how they develop the characters. I, I love the first season and the second half of season two. Okay. from there on out it's a little like meh, okay but yeah. there's like certain episodes that I pick out that I'm like okay I love this episode from season 3 season 4 was kind of a flop for me I'm hoping they redeem, them, redeem mm. themselves with season 5 but it is which is coming still Yes it's coming on February okay. 16th I I just I think they casted the roles like perfectly and mm. the first so season one and the second half of season two are the only seasons where they're in Scotland and the rest of it is like in France and then in America and different places. And so that's when they're in Scotland, there's just so just a totally different feel to the Mm -hmm. shows than any of the rest of it. And the love story is so like gripping and I think they Mm. just did a really good job. And so I I am a I am a loyal fan of the show. Well, but, I'm going to give it yeah. a try. At least oh, the first season, mm. season and a half. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my word, <laughs> Shel. I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> okay, we can talk about this later. <laughs> but anyway, I, yeah, I, I love it. And so I am blushing right now at the thought of you watching this show. <laughs>
0: Stop it. It's so funny. I probably really need to watch that show this year, honestly. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway,
1: love the show. Love awesome. Sam Hewen. Although I think he maybe is making some dumb acting choices in season five. But that's that's another episode entirely. <laughs> so anyway, I, I really did enjoy the book, though. More, I took me a little bit to get into it. But once I got into it, then I liked it. So.
0: Oh, so good. Love that, yes okay.
1: <laughs> if you could narrow it down, I mean, we've got a lot of car- categories here, but what was your favorite nonfiction of the year?
0: Okay, my favorite nonfiction was um suffering is never for nothing mm. um it's called and it's so funny, like I was looking back over what I read this year, and of course, getting ready to the podcast was fun because it made me yeah. think about kind of like, what did I read this year and i um one of the main themes of my year in reading was just the whole topic of suffering and like, yeah. how do you suffer with purpose? And how do you, <laughs> yeah. um, I, I think just being inspired by other people's story of how they have just like almost thrived in the middle of, of really crazy, hard, painful things. And, yeah. um, so that has been kind of the theme of my year one of the big themes. Um, yeah. Um, but it's, so it's by Elizabeth Elliott and it actually was published this last year, beginning of this yeah. last year. And it was a but she's been, she's been in heaven now for a while. I don't remember when she passed away, but, um, yeah. it was a series of talks that she did at a retreat. And then, um, they ended up transcribing that into this book. And so it's actually her speaking voice. Um, I'm sure they edited it and, yeah. but it's just so good. You guys, hmm. um, yeah, I feel like it was um, just really, really transformational for me. It's a little book. I think it might have shown up on my Goodreads yeah. as the shortest book of yeah, the year. Yeah, it did. Um. Anyhow, I was gonna read you a little bit of a quote from. I think I off my Instagram of what I had put on here okay. of kind of my thoughts about it. She says, um, "It is these very situations which are so painful, having what you don't want." Wanting with all your heart something that you don't have. Mm-hmm. That Thanksgiving and His joy or His will for you is joy, dear one. So, and then she talks about, um, to my amazement and delight, I discovered that the word burden in Hebrew is the same word for gift. Mm-hmm. This is a transforming truth to me. If I begin to thank God for the very thing which is killing me, I can begin dimly and faintly to see it as a gift. Wow. Um, so, yeah. The book is just—I don't know. So it was so helpful to me this year. Um, so I highly, highly recommend that. It's a really quick read. Um, her voice is—her voice is one of my very favorites for my whole life, all the way yeah. back to when I was—I uh, think I must have read *Passion and Purity* probably five or six oh, times, yeah. like in my twenties. I just—I needed that book and that story and the patience that God gave me to wait <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, through her her writings. So I've always just had a really dear place in my heart. But um. I highly recommend that one. Um, And then another favorite nonfiction that I read this year um, is a reread for me. And it's another, like probably one of my top five books (laughs) Um, called The Severe Mercy. Mm. Um, And it's a story about a couple and their love story is just exquisite. So it's written by the husband, um, Sheldon Vonnegut, and his name, and he is an incredible writer. He writes with the most, just gorgeous description. Um, the writing is worth, it's worth reading the book for the writing itself. It's so beautiful. Um, but their story is incredible. And, um, they, it's so the story of how they fall in love and then the story of how they come to their faith, um, together as a married couple. And then they end up meeting C.S. Lewis. Wow. Um, and so he, there's about 18 letters, I think that Lewis writes to them back and forth in the book. So it's pretty special because then their friendship with Lewis is a big part of the book. But um, anyhow, I don't want to give anything away with the story, but it is, yeah, probably one of my favorite top five books that I've ever read in my entire life. So it's another one that just makes you cry. It's so beautiful, but um, Yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. So Oh, that was, I love that. um, that sounds really good. Yeah. A severe mercy. Um, and then I think my third one is, it's just, uh, called a light. So lovely. And it's a memoir, um, uh, not a memoir. It's a biography, a spiritual biography about the legacy of Madeline L'Engle. Oh, and, yeah. um, the author She's is read a lot of her stuff this year too. I have. And you know what? I've never read a wrinkle in time, which that's her science fiction series that she wrote for young adult, young adults. Yeah. And I haven't read those. But. I love um the series that she wrote that was memoiresque um called what is it called um there's four books in the series the Qua- crosswick journals so oh. um I yeah they're all really good and they all talk about a different period of her life the first one oh. i think is a circle of quiet which kind of talks about her writing mm. and then there's one about their marriage and um uh, one about her, the summer of the great grandmothers. So those are really good. And I think I read them more, maybe 2018, but oh just God. reading this biography about her was so cool to hear about her life. And one thing I really appreciate it's, it's beautifully written. The author did an amazing job and it's written by Sarah Arthur. Um, but is that just the way that she was so human and relatable and I guess, you know, I really appreciated the parts where she struggled and that comes out in the book. Mm, yeah. <laughs> That's what I can relate to. I'm like, Oh, I like seriously relate to the struggles, even though she's this incredible, amazing, iconic author and yeah. so full of so much wisdom and just creativity and imagination. And um, so yeah, that I I love that one. So those are probably my top three. Wow. Well, though that sounds really good. Yeah.
1: I yeah, I've seen you read a lot of Madeline Langle and I thought you yes. need to pick some of that up. Yeah,
0: that looks really good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really highly recommend all of those memoirs that she wrote. Yeah. Oh, they sound good.
1: One of my goals for 2020 is doing more traveling. And I am so happy that when I will be traveling, I will be doing it with my away luggage because it is amazing away creates thoughtful products built for the way modern travelers see the world they started with the perfect suitcase and now they offer a range of essentials all of which make your travels more seamless some of my favorite things about their suitcase i have their bigger carry-on is it's really durable i am incredibly clumsy and sort of destructive and not only is it designed to be durable they're designed to last a lifetime so if any part of your suitcase breaks away's standout customer service team will arrange to have it fixed or replaced i love that and it's just a really well thought out suitcase. It has all these features that help me stay really organized like a laundry bag and a patented compression system because this girl packs a lot of stuff. And so being able to fit it all in there is amazing with this suitcase. It's easy to carry up and down stairs because it's so lightweight. It's got great 360 spinner wheels that don't stick, a built-in lock that the TSA won't question, and it's even got a removable battery. I love that thing. And because Away knows that every traveler has a unique style, they offer a wide range of suitcases made of different materials like polycarbonate, aluminum, and durable nylon in a variety of colors. I have the blush, and I love it, and two carry-on sizes. So for whoever you are and whatever you need to pack, Away has luggage that works for how you travel. And there's a 100-day trial on everything Away Makes. Take the product out on the road and live with it, travel with it, get lost with it for 100 days. And if you decide it's not for you, you can return any non-personalized item for a full refund during that period. No ifs, ands, or asterisks. Away also offers free shipping and returns on any order within the contiguous US, Europe, Canada, and Australia. So get out there and do some traveling this year and make sure you get an Away suitcase and other travel essentials by going to awaytravel.com lovely20. So that's awaytravel.com slash lovely20 to buy your favorite suitcase that's the best ever and all the other essentials that you will ever need for your trips. So, I have, I think, two favorite nonfiction, and I wasn't sure. One of them is also a memoir, so I wasn't sure like oh, okay. which of our categories to put it in. Right. Um, and and the other one, it's sort of memoir-esque also. Okay, so I really liked A Love Letter Life by Audrey and Jeremy Roloff. Yes, which I just started reading yes.
0: this last week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm loving it.
1: <laughs> and so it's like the story of their their love story like how they got to know each other and the different steps that they went through to mm-hmm. like keep their relationship honorable and the struggles mm-hmm. that they had and you know they're a pretty young married couple you guys probably right. know them from um little people big world they're not on it anymore but they were and um they have a pretty big social following Audrey was on my podcast last year and I had my doubts about this book because they haven't uh-huh. been married that long, but I think we talked about it in the episode. She talks about how they really, they aren't saying they know everything about marriage. They're sharing like what they learned from people who went ahead of them. And there are so many things that when I was reading the book, I was like, well, dang, if I would have done those things, I would have made some better choices if I would have like listened to the people around me and, you know, like all these different things. I thought like, wow, that was Mm -hmm. a really beautiful way that they entered into their marriage. And Mm -hmm. as a single person, again, you know, it like, it gave me pause thinking about Possibilities in the future of different choices I would want to make and ways that I would want to go about things. And plus, mm-hmm. it's just like an amazing love story. I mean, yeah. they like have this typewriter that they write back and forth to each other on. And like, I mean, all these things. It's like they were so creative in the way that they pursued each other that was just nothing short of inspiring. So,
0: oh, yeah. I am so excited to keep reading it. I can't wait. Yeah. I do know really about the typewriter. That's so sweet. Oh, yes. I'm really excited to pick it up again and keep going. <laughs> yeah. They have like so many
1: creative things that they did to like mm. really like cement memories and pursue their relationship. And it's just, it's beautiful. So I, love I think that. it's super fun. Yeah. And then the other one, which it, like ties, it's in one of my favorite memoirs too, but, and it didn't, it doesn't come out until the end of this month actually, but it was a favorite read for me last year, and it was Rebecca Bender's In Pursuit of Love. So it is the story of her being trafficked in Las Vegas Mm -hmm. and living in that for a number of years, and then Mm -hmm. how she came out of it and got married and, like, all of these things, how she dealt with addiction, and, like, it was so raw and Mm -hmm. so vulnerable for her to write this book Mm, now she's got like her master's in theology and like I mean she's the life that she has now she runs like all these organizations to help trafficked women and like I mean the things that she's doing and the way that God is using her is incredible that I just Mm -hmm. blew me away but I also so didn't expect the ways that I would relate to her and You'll hear about that more in the episode that's coming out at the end of this month.
0: I cannot wait to hear it. And yeah. if, if there's ever a chance to get to meet her or see her or hear her speak, I would. I'm there. I know, uh, right? I'm so thrilled to read. I have that book too, and I cannot yeah. wait to read it. So yeah, uh, her story is incredible and I can't... Yeah.
1: It was one insane. of those books that I read in a weekend. Like I just yeah. could yeah. not put it, put it down, down because yeah. it's so like insane but yeah. amazing and it gl- yes. goes back and forth from like present day and then back to when she was in it and you know it, it was just it was just so so good so vulnerable yeah. and yeah. I just I just love her so
0: yeah well it's definitely know. my top anticipated read of 2020 I'm so excited to start it yeah yeah it's so good so good so everybody should mm. put it on pre-order yeah yeah
1: that good so those were my probably my favorite nonfiction.
0: Love it.
1: Now here is a category that you may not have much in. But <laughs> I cannot wait to hear yours. I'm so excited for it. A book that made you laugh the hardest. Okay, so I generally these are books that I'm like listening to for the most part uh-huh. on audiobook. And I didn't have as many this year. As some past years, but I have two that are favorites, and they're also like basically just they they land under my favorite audiobook category. Also. Oh yeah, yeah. But I adore Sophie Hudson, and yes. I listen to the Big Boo cast, so I'm so familiar with her voice. And I listened to Home Is Where My People Are this year, mm. and I have listened to her other audiobooks as well. Um, like uh-huh. Gideon, yep, Eunice and like, I, I just, I love her. She's so funny, yeah. but it was like a lot of stories about her family and things they've been through and her marriage and different things like that. And it was like, it has sweet and serious parts, but it's yes. also just She's just so funny, and <laughs> you, you do like these lists at the end of chapters. I'm trying to remember because it was probably mm. around this time last year that I listened to it. Uh-huh. it she one of these lists was like some sort of Christianese list, and I had to play it for my parents because <laughs> I laugh until I cried. <laughs> And it was just like, so over the top. And she says it like, so her delivery is so great. Too. Like for that same reason, I love listening to Melanie Schenkel read her yes. because she, when she cracks a joke, she doesn't pause in her reading to like give you the chance to be like, oh that was a joke. You she just keeps on trucking and then you're like, oh my gosh, that made it so much funnier that she just said it like it was serious. <laughs> so I, I love both of them for their delivery and the way they write. But yeah, Home Is Where My People Are by Sophie. And Huston. I have
0: never read either of them. Uh, and I don't know why. But you okay, have so they, I think they're on list
1: this year. I think they are on Hoopla. Okay. So, you yes, you've gotta to get him to listen. Yes, you listen. Mm-hmm. You gotta listen. Okay. I'll so, listen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there are weird sounds in the background on the podcast. I'm sitting on an exercise ball, so just bear with me. <laughs> okay. And so, the other one, also a favorite audiobook, was The Bassoon King by Rain Wilson, who plays oh. Dwight on The Office.
0: Oh, and, my goodness.
1: Yes. It's his memoir. And I mean, there's some legit crazy stuff (laughs) in there, but I, right from the get go, the foreword is written by Dwight from the office. (laughs) and he performs it as Dwight who's saying like this is the stupidest book ever I don't know why anyone would want to read this I'm being paid by the word so the more words I write about this book the more the publisher is going to pay me and like he gives at the end of it like a tally to the publisher of how much money he's owed for how many words he's written and like it's just so dumb and it so fabulous I mean he goes all the way from when he's a baby and he talks about himself like this baby with this huge head and like how could his parents have ever loved him because his head is so huge to like all the way through the office years and how he got on the office and how he had his son and when they were making you know the first season of the office and like all of this stuff that was just really interesting I mean he goes into some of his religious beliefs also which I'm definitely, you know, not on the same page, but I don't yeah. think it hurts for us to hear
0: where other people no. are coming from. Oh no. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> so
1: it was just, it was just so interesting. So it
0: sounds like it. I, yeah. yeah. It sounds like yeah. a book David would want to read for sure. So yeah. And it I'm was super to fun <laughs>
1: to listen to. Again, it was like, it was a great yeah. audio book. So
0: Oh, that sounds hysterical.
1: (laughs) So did you have any funny books or should we just move on?
0: Oh, you know what? The funniest books are by far the ones I read to my kids this year. Like, you know, the best Christmas pageant ever. Oh, I've been in that play. Oh, oh, it is hysterical. And yeah, I really think that we did the most laughing when we were reading together, you know, our read-alouds for homeschool and um, yeah, (laughs) yeah. That. I love that. But um, yeah, nope. You know what? That is something I want to do this year is I want to read more books that make me laugh. That is yeah. completely on my list for, I mean, looking back, I'm like, wow, I didn't, I didn't really have many. So um, yeah, but that is to do for 2020 on my Goodreads.
1: <laughs> well, Melanie Schenkel and Sophie Hudson both okay, have Okay, they're going on my list. Here. Yep, and I'll I'm, I'm currently reading Melanie Schenkel's new book, and I love it. Oh, she even has good. a whole chapter on skincare. So, oh, I love it. What? So yes, good. <laughs> we'll definitely be talking about that when I interview her for the podcast. Yeah. Okay, so I kind of just covered this with my audiobooks and my favorite funny reads, but I'm going to put another book into the best of memoir.
0: Mm, so
1: I this is uh, we've been doing a lot involving the office (laughs) this year Roman and I watched all of the seasons Mm. of the office and now we're listening to the companion podcast of the office which is called office ladies with Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey well fun yeah it's super fun they give you like all the background information on every episode it's really fun but Jenna Mm. Fisher wrote a book called the Actor's Life. And Mm -hmm. it's her memoir of like Mm -hmm. how she got into acting and going to school for it and all the years that she like slaved away in Hollywood before she got the office and then her experience on the office. But as an, I think anybody would enjoy it actually. Yeah. Because it's just fun to hear, you know, like how somebody develops. Yes. Sounds amazing. But for me as an actor, it was also so interesting like hearing about her experience with SAG, AFTRA, like the unions and mm-hmm. like all of those things. It was, yeah. it was just really interesting because I have a little bit different perspective than the average Joe who would read yes. the book. So uh-huh. I just, I thought that was a really fun one to read about her experience, but also it was really like educational for my career. So I yeah, read. I love that. It sounds yeah. amazing. Yeah.
0: She's adorable.
1: So, she is. I love following all of her bread making on Instagram. Oh, her bread making
0: is the cutest. Yeah. I love it. Uh-huh. Fine. So what is your favorite memoir? So I'm looking at my list and I think I had already covered it because I put it on oh, with yeah. my nonfiction. And um, so my favorite memoir was A severe Mercy. So yeah, I'm just going to keep plugging that one. Yeah. It's so good. You know. It's like top five reads of my life. And so that yeah. Yeah, was really fun to reread it this last year. Um, it's, it's, Yeah very yeah. remarkable story. Fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. The book that
1: took the longest for you to read, but you're oh. going you to finish it. <laughs> I know what
0: this is for you. you. do. I, I was going to say, I can blame this on you. Partially. <laughs> no, so yeah. I, you were the one who told me this last year to watch the Vic- Victoria. Yeah. And I, so I watched the series, I, all four seasons, I think. I think? It no. um, yeah. Yeah um and I just fell in love with it so much yes. and so I decided I've got to read a book about her I've got to read yeah. a book and um I think you I picked just the picked the longest wrong one, one. <laughs> I picked the wrong one okay does it say on my good how many hours it was I it was 752 know. pages it's, yeah it's, it was it's it yeah. was so long. It was so and long. you know what? I, I, I hung in there and I enjoyed it, but I would just recommend totally reading a book about her. She's incredible. Her story's yes. incredible. Their marriage was amazing. Yeah. She and Albert have a really great love story. Yes. Um, but <laughs> find a shorter, yeah. shorter book. <laughs> a little <laughs> so, less in depth. Less pages. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. But, um, so yeah, look at I how
1: well-educated like, you are now.
0: Not that I can remember much of it. <laughs> <laughs> it says it's an intimate um, intimate look at the queen. Or anyway, yeah. I don't know. It's very intimate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 762 um, Yeah. <laughs> so, no, but I think that was one of my favorite things this year. It was to learn about her and um, yeah. just that whole period of time. And um, I was obsessed. <laughs> That's yeah. why I picked the biggest book I could find, so um anyhow, yeah, it was a pretty yeah. really fun, yeah, well, <laughs> bravo for sticking oh, it thanks. out. It was an audio book, you guys, just yeah. so you know. <laughs> I should have it. listened to it on like two times or three times, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah,
1: I can't believe you did. I, there were so many books, like especially towards the end of the year, where I was like, I only listened to half this book to prepare for the podcast. I listened to it <laughs> double time so I could count that I read the whole thing. There were so many in December. It was like, wham, got another book done today. <laughs> like, oh, like how do you listen to it this far? Oh my gosh, we're (laughs) gonna have seizures back here. You do what you have to do. You do. (laughs) Like I'm a three, deal with it. You can, you can do it. So many books, right, you guys? You can find links to all of these books in our show notes if you go to gold slash 149. And we will also have links to our Goodreads and all of that stuff. And next week, we will be finishing out this episode so you can hear more about what we're looking forward to in 2020 and, and all of that good stuff. Plus, be sure, like I mentioned before, to follow Shell and I at Mackenzie Kappa and at Shell Bruises on Instagram. Also, while you're dabbling around on your phone, if you want to leave us a rating and you in iTunes. I know I talk about it every week, but it really is a game changer for us. It makes a big difference. So if you could go leave that little rating and review, we would so appreciate it. And then, hey, like maybe talk about the show on social media, share your favorite takeaway from the podcast this week. And we would love to enter into a conversation with you about it. And we just really appreciate you being our marketing team and helping us get the word out there about the show. So thank you so much to those of you who do those things. I so, so appreciate it. Okay. Until next week, when we will be finishing this conversation about books and reading, go be bold and gracious.